It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> In my whole life for this. <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming The Morning Side Hug. Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian. We are a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. On today's show, the worst things about Christians. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is August 11th, and we've got a holiday to celebrate. We, it, we, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, you could call it that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it is National Presidential Joke Day. <laughs> Hold up. Let me, let me read it before me y'all just jump to conclusions, okay? <laughs> this day recognizes the humor often found and yet not so appreciated in the highest office in the land. With a nod to the blunders, take a look back at some of our president's social missteps, many of them awkward, while in the moment, the commander-in-chief might not find them so funny. However, looking back, sometimes they are downright hilarious mistakes. (laughs) During an election year, the scrutiny of the... Constituency. Thank you. (laughs) Can be brutal. (laughs) The presidential candidates should be prepared to handle the presidential joke. The citizenry <laughs> will be listening. All of these terms <laughs> right? for people. In fact, the GOP's, U- the GOP's YouTube channel recently uploaded a video with bouncy, humorous music that features over 45 minutes of gaffes from presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. I watched the entire thing. Really? <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate, but it's very funny. <laughs> Well, and as we all know, there have been no shortage of jabs taken at Trump the last four years. Mm -hmm. There is one thing that happens every time we have a Republican president as of late. Comedy Central creates a cartoon based on them, like a full series cartoon set in the White House. They don't do that with the Democratic presidents. They do it with the Republican ones. Anyway, go ahead. I call bias. Uh, (laughs) National Presidential Joke Day began on August 11th, 1984, during a sound check for his Saturday evening radio broadcast, President Ronald Reagan joked, My fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you today that I have signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Since 1982, the networks had agreed comments made during sound checks were off the record. (laughs) However, someone leaked the recording to the general public. Eventually, CBS CBS broadcast the recording on its Monday evening report. Critics blasted Reagan as being unpresidential, and others considered the joke harmless under most circumstances. (laughs) I mean, that is kind of messed up to broadcast that. When you know it was a sound check. It's totally messed up. <laughs> but that is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. It would have been hilarious in the moment. Can <laughs> Outlaw you imagine Russia being... forever. We begin bombing in five minutes. Yeah. Can you imagine being one of the guys there checking his mic, getting cameras ready, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear this and you're like, wait, huh? Oh, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Interesting times. Yeah. So, uh, you know. One of the things that has happened during this COVID season is that most museums have closed. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, close to the public. And I think, I think they're just now starting to reopen in New York, but even then under strict guidelines or whatever. But for the most part, museum curators have been bored out of their minds right. for half a year now. Man. And so in order to combat that boredom, they've decided to argue which museum has the best butt. What do you mean exactly? I'll explain. Okay. <laughs> Most museums feature a lot of statues. Ah. And so they have been taking photos of the statues' butts and telling nice little depictions and stories of each of them and sharing them online under the hashtag best museum bum. It's a curator battle. Well, okay. <laughs> An international battle of the bums is taking place on Twitter and museums around the world claiming to have art with the best bottoms. The challenge was laid down by the Yorkshire Museum in late June. It says, it's time for a hashtag curator battle. Today's theme is best museum bum. This Cracking Roman marble statuette depicts an athlete at the peak of fitness. It may have decorated the town house of one uh, of one of Eboricum's wealthier residents. Has someone taken a, a bite out of his cheek? Beat that. There's a nice little divot uh-huh. where it was broken off. But anyway, since then, museums around the world have weighed in on the Battle of the Butts. <laughs> Uh, we raise your athlete and instead give you the bum of a drunken fish. Yes, you heard me. Made by Pamela May Yi Lung. It was part of the body of work which married animals and humans together to create mythological creatures with personalities. So a fish with a human butt. A drunken fish. Drunken fish. <laughs> Let's see. Other hilarious responses. A photo of an ancient woman with a flat tush at the Museum of Oxford which said, you can look, but you can't touch. If you touch, I'm going to start some drama. <laughs> uh, the sentiment was sadly ignored in this case. <laughs> it says, you see the shiny flattened behind? Uh-huh. That's because people couldn't resist touching her butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you make a statue of, a, of an attractive behind. Oh people are going to touch it. Have you been to many museums? <laughs> I've been to a few, yeah. So, you know, it, it's pretty popular in Italy. Yeah. Some of the most famous works being there. <laughs> and I can remember walking through these museums and there being butts and body parts everywhere. <laughs> and I felt highly inappropriate if I stood and stared at any of these pieces for too long. Just hold your hand over the area. It's where you can't see it. Exactly. Only look statues in the eyes. Let me take the statue at its glory for what it is, but not... Full glory. Full glory. (laughs) You look down, the statue's like, excuse me, my eyes are up here. My eyes are up here. Well, and the same goes Uh, for Juliet in Verona. Her right boob is very shiny. (laughs) And I'm not even kidding. People say that if they rub her right breast, that it brings them good luck in love. And so just the right one is super, it's like the thing. But then you go and you're like, um, especially now, these days, all these hands that have touched this stone piece, and now my hand is touching. <laughs> no, thank you. It's COVID now. It's COVID. That's what spread COVID. 
Juliet. <laughs> Everybody touching all the statues, <laughs> naughty parts, naughty bits. That's and what y'all get for being naughty. <laughs> Oh, see, we always say, we always think in our head that, you know, art connoisseurs are, are the best of us. You know, they're, they're the smarter, they're the smarter and more talented people. Wrong. Wrong. They're just as nasty as anybody. Exactly. <laughs> That's why they went into that line of work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you think an artist who paints 18 naked women is doing it because he just appreciates the form? No. No. Um, well, yes. <laughs> Yes. But not in the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're getting ourselves into hot water. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I remember I remember as a kid, like, uh, like a young kid, like sixth grade, like just reaching that point where you start getting interested in what women look like. And... My friend, my buddy Nathan, had got like an online encyclopedia. Like it was a CD-ROM encyclopedia and it's very large oh, PC man. back in 1998. Yeah, I remember those. And it was a very like interactive thing. Yes. Yeah. And I remember we would spend all the time just trying to find all the naked art that was on it. Because <laughs> we were kids who are just now getting into this stuff. And uh, yeah, that was our only access to it at the po- at that point. That in National Geographic magazines. That's what it was. Which for, is in every for school library. Right. But, like, and it's like but what does it matter now? Well, yeah. It doesn't matter now. It's in every phone. of every. It's in every That's pocket true. of every person. That's true. At this point. There's no escaping it at this point. <sighs> but yeah, back Can we then. we move on? You're making me really sad. I have two teenage yes, boys. Yes, you do. And I don't want to think yes, about it. Yes, you do. You have two teenage boys in 2020. Ugh. I'm going to have two teenage boys in just a few years, and I'm pretty upset about it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, back when I was a teenager, I feel like it was impossible for my parents to keep me from looking at anything Mm -hmm. inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Like, even if they really tried. They they didn't really keep up on how much was out there, especially on the internet, because they weren't really on the internet type people. Yeah. Uh, so they weren't paying attention to it, but even if they had been, even if they had been paying attention and they put like filters on junk and all kinds of stuff, I still know I would have been able to get it mm-hmm. relatively easy. Yeah. Find that stuff very easily. And I'm just thinking now, even now, but 10 years from now, when my kids are in that age, I'm like, what, what, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do as a parent? How do I stop it? Mm-hmm. I can't. There's nothing I can do other than just talking to them about why it's bad. Exactly. And hoping that they make the right decision, which they probably won't yes. <laughs> because they're going to be hormone driven. Mm-hmm. So I feel <sighs> like we took a really we did. direct left turn real quick. But it's important. But I want to say, <laughs> you know, Topher is very much you mm. as a teenage kid. There are so many similar similarities within your two personalities. It's like looking back into the past mm. and what I would imagine you would be like as a fourteen year old. Except kid. he's a a a thin, attractive person, <laughs> while I was a a tall yet wide and kind of dumpy looking guy. <laughs> okay, he's got a little bit. He's got a one up <laughs> on me. <laughs> 
But coming to that realization of even with all the filters, yeah. even with all the safeguards wise. and everything, he's going to find a way yeah. if he wants to find a way. Yeah. And the only thing that I've been able to do, the best conclusion I've been able to come up with as far as walking him through this stage in his life is talking to him. Yeah. And I talk to him a lot more than what he wants me to talk to him. <laughs> and I say a lot more things than what he wants me to say. But and every it, conversation with, look, I know this was uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Just realize, if you do start getting into this stuff, we're going to talk a lot more about it. And so it's going to be, it'll even be worse. more uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But finding that safe balance, that safe road between not wanting to say that everything is bad. Yeah. You know, because that that ends up being really bad for adults. Yeah. You know, it also makes it more appealing. That's true. When you say this is the ultimate awful thing. Right. You're like, well, I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then explaining to him why it's just not right for his life right yes. now. Yeah. You know? So, oh, it's been exhausting. But at the same time, it's been really cool, like, having these conversations with my kid. The other day, he spent a whole day with his girlfriend and then had to say goodbye to her. Oh, you gosh, know? yeah. And, I saw that photo, too. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. And it broke my heart yet at the same time like you know you only get so many times in parenthood where you're like okay we're doing this right yeah where i was like okay we've hit the jackpot we are on the right path because as soon as he had to say goodbye as soon as he told her you know i don't know what's happening where we're going but i'm always here the first place he went was to chris and i for his comfort and i was just like okay thank you (laughs) aside from god Aside from going to God in prayer, you know, that's what you want your children to do. Right. Yeah. Because it's rare. Yeah. These days or more rare than it ever has been, I think. And I really do. I equate that to just communication, talking Mm -hmm. to him and never being like, okay, I'm done talking to you. Go away for now. Yeah. And, you know, that is one thing that my dad never talked to me about. Never talked to me about uh, pornography or the issue of anything Mm -hmm. or sexual integrity. Never brought that up. As I was growing up. Yeah. Never said a thing to me about it. Even uh, the, whoops, even the one instance where I got caught looking at stuff. Yeah. By my mom. My mom told him. He never said a thing. Yeah. Never said a thing to me. Didn't, I didn't even really get in trouble or anything. I got a griping at by my mom. Yeah. And that was it. And I feel like maybe, maybe if he had said something it would have given me at least pause yeah. back then. Like if he was, if he would be able to explain, cause I know that was something that he dealt with mm-hmm. in his life. Uh, I just, I, I know that, but you know, I never, I never really got that guidance. So I'm hoping I can do that at least for my kids. Yeah. Now knowing pretty much the worst case scenario of what can happen when you let yourself get taken away by that stuff. I'm really hoping I can end that with me. Yeah. And not pass that on to them. But unfortunately, I know that it's a thing that it's like 100% of kids. Or at least 100% of boys. Yeah. It's not 100% of girls. more like 80% of girls. But it's 100% of boys when they're teenagers before they hit adulthood Mm -hmm. get exposed to it at least once. Yeah. And so there's no no like ignoring it and hoping it's not going to come up, you know. Yeah. Especially in these days. So... Yeah, this was a weird turn. This wasn't a planned discussion, it was a but weird it's an turn. important one. And I'm wondering if we need to have just a side discussion at some point, just 
which we have. We've had thousands of discussions. But, but they've I all kind like, of been side discussions. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, talking about your statistics, I would almost guarantee that the number is a lot higher for females, for girls. But they're just... They're, it's so weird. I guarantee your dad didn't talk to you about it because for a male, for a man, it's almost like a rite of passage. It's yeah. almost like a pride thing. And that's like, almost... That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Chris and I have had these conversations. His dad was the same way with him and his brother growing up. And I I've, think that was that generation. I honestly absolutely. do. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had to tell him, you know, we need to do better. We need we need to do better. We have to do better. And having you in our life, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, we can't just let this kind of go for what it is. Boys you know? will be boys. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You never know what's going to what Worst one attitude. decision is yeah. going to lead to. Anyway, but I do think that the numbers for girls are probably a lot higher. It's just that girls aren't as proud of it. You whereas think so? boys are like, Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I know all about it, you know? <laughs> do you does that I know make all sense? About it. Whereas girls are like, um, I don't know. <laughs> no, never. It's it's po- it's possible. I'm, I don't I really, really know. Do. I don't really know how they gather those statistics offhand. But, well, uh, you have to ask. That's no, I mean, like, <laughs> no, I mean, they're they're there. I've seen them. I just don't remember. No, no, I mean, I mean, they had to ask. Oh, the people performing oh, right. the research had right, to right, ask. Right. And but I'm, it could, but it could have been like people who agreed to actually be yeah. honest. Like, some, it's probably not just walking up to someone on the street. Hey, you ever looked at dirty pictures? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, you ever agreed to be honest and not been honest? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag no filter. (laughs) My life always. That's fair. So Battle of the Butts turned into... Battle of the Butts turned into a pretty heavy, heavy discussion here. But uh, a good one. Yeah. An important one, guys. So... Just give you stuff to think about. So if you ever go to an art museum with your kids and they stare a little bit too long at something that's shiny, have that conversation with them. Yeah. Don't be afraid. (laughs) Don't be scared. Keep it here because binge watching for Jesus is coming up next. And when we come back, move over, Kraft. There's a new mac and cheese king. Stick around. What's your name? My name is Shirley Bennett. Shirley, you get an A. If you can tell me why you were here at Greendale. To get a degree in business so I can sell my baked goods and whatnot on the internet. Why? Are you here? To get a degree in business so I can sell my baked goods and whatnot on the internet. Why are you here? Because I wasted 15 years of my life on a man who left me with nothing but stretch marks, and now it's time to get what's mine. Day seized. In episode three of season one of Community, we see Shirley Bennett sitting in a classroom led by a teacher who is determined to have his students seize the day, which frankly is no way to teach accounting. Nevertheless, his tactics do seem to work, at least on some. Shirley Bennett is asked why she is at Greendale, and two times she responds with a quaint, rehearsed answer. But finally, when asked the third time, truly, forcefully, why are you here? She lets it all come out. She lets her heart bleed openly in front of everyone. And how she responds showcases the pain inside of her heart, the longing for something more that that pain has given her and her not exactly knowing how to go about it. In fact, her journey throughout this entire show is a roller coaster, but one that mirrors a lot of Christians' lives. 
And in fact, Shirley Bennett is a Christian character in the show. And one that, while not done perfectly, is one I think done more accurately than most. You see, Shirley entered Greendale essentially at her rock bottom when her life has fallen apart and now she's having to build back up again and she is struggling to find direction. A lot of people enter the doors of a church for the same reason. And you know what? Some of those people have been coming to your church for a long, long time. We get in a habit of asking our fellow churchgoers how they're doing. How are you? And their response is always the same. Fine. But if you truly care about them, you'll keep asking until you get a genuine answer. That's not a very nice way to treat your friends. No, 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 hear me out. When you keep asking how they're doing and they keep responding fine, and yet you still ask again, no, really, how are you doing? It's helping them to let their guard down, realizing that you truly do care and that you really are a safe person to talk to. Ecclesiastes 4.12 reminds us that if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him, and a cord of three strands is not easily broken. What this saying is that we need each other no matter what we're facing. Together, we're stronger. God made us that way. God made us to need each other. And to start with that, we have to start being genuine with each other about our struggles, our fears, our pains, when we're hitting rock bottom, all of it. And that's where true friendships start to grow as well. Everything gets better together. So go out and ask enough to where they know you really care and you'll truly seize the day. Wowee! <laughs> Subscribe to Binge Watching for Jesus on Spotify and make sure that you catch new episodes every week right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And let's kick off this portion of our show with five random packs. I'm kind of excited about these. Let's do it. All right, number one. Psychopaths <laughs> are often immune to contagious yawning due to a lack of empathy. They're also less likely to be startled. That one surprises me. They're really? less likely to be startled. Why? Because why? What makes you less likely to be startled? Like, that's an involuntary response. Yawn, I can understand, because that is an empathetic response. But being startled isn't empathetic. Like, you really have to be... If you're a psychopath, <laughs> everything that may startle you is a daily thought in your head. Oh. Okay. It doesn't startle you. Okay. You're like, oh. Like, there was... Well, Rafer, Rafer, our friend Rafer, posted a, a video of a guy letting, like, catching a spider and letting him outside. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, I'm watching this, and I see it, and I see, like, his little setup comment about how this is just an innocuous thing, mm -hmm. saying, I'm not, I'm not big on spiders, but this guy knows how to do it, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. I'm like, I know this is a trick. Mm -hmm. I know at some point this spider is going to jump out the camera at mm -hmm. me. I know yeah. this is happening, and I watched the entire thing, and I'm repeating it in my head. It's coming. Here it comes. Here it comes. Still got me. Still made me jump when it happened. So you're not a psychopath. So I'm not a psychopath. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> There's a question about myself. <laughs> An unmanned Russian probe crashed on the moon on July 21st, 1969, while Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were standing on its surface. Isn't that a funny image in your head? It's like, hey, we're here too. Crash, crash. <laughs> <laughs> we we made it here too <laughs> who's talking well we're still on earth but we're we're we got here. a speaker we threw it we threw a thing here we just want to meet you guys that's all <laughs> no 
(laughs) (laughs) There are thunderstorms on Jupiter, Saturn, and Neptune. Those storms... Storms. These storms. Those storms can be larger than Earth. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. A thunderstorm bigger in circumference than Than the Earth. Earth. That is nuts. It really is. Um, A red flag when used by pirates meant no quarter given, meaning that no mercy would be shown and no life would be spared. A black flag flag usually meant storms and flag <laughs> usually meant that those who surrendered without fighting would be allowed to live which is an awesome fact but why hasn't this been utilized in pirate movies i don't know like there have been pirate ships that have come and that have been ruthless why aren't they waving a red flag right is it because the black seems more ominous? I would assume that would have to be why. But see, I think that red seems way more ominous right. than black. Like a blood red. Yeah. Yeah. Why not, guys? All right. I'm so weird about red. It is like Topher's favorite color. Favorite color. And I will not let him wear it. <laughs> you dyed his hair red. I did dye his <laughs> hair red. But like he wants to buy red tennis shoes and red shirts. You won't let him wear it? Really? I don't like it. Really? I really don't. That's like, a, I equate it to evil. Isn't that weird? <laughs> the devil wears all red. <laughs> exactly. Guys, a red spandex suit. Hashtag We've all seen it. Oversaved. <laughs> <laughs> um, and lastly, the average person will spend 90,000 hours at work in a lifetime. Way too many hours, that's, y'all. That's a lot. That is way too many hours. That's a lot of your life. Live your life. Don't work your life. (laughs) But you need money to live your life. Sure. You need money. (laughs) But listen, that job will replace you in less than a week if you were to die. That's true. That's true. Hey, it's Tuesday, y'all. You know what that means. It's our favorite segment. Junk food news. What? What was that? What? Listen. You're your own remix. I am. (laughs) Mo, the living remix. Guys, it's Junk Food Tuesday, and we got some new upcoming or already in stores, but, you know, just barely, junk foods that have come out. Okay. And uh, we're going to go through some of them, talk about them. It's always my favorite. First of all, it is the beginning of August, and that means the pumpkin spice is coming. Hey, all you Karens. (laughs) Hey, all you Karens out there. Get ready to get refueled. Right. <laughs> for another year. This is all we need. <laughs> <laughs> Our first pumpkin spice specialty of the season is the new jet puffed marshmallows shaped like pumpkins. Hey. Flavored like pumpkin spice. I feel like calling them new is A misleading. <laughs> I think the only thing new about them is that they are shaped like pumpkins. Oh no, they were shaped like were they shaped like pumpkins year? last year? I don't know what the new thing is, but it says new on the packaging. Maybe they're bigger. Maybe, yeah. I feel like it's a cop out. I feel like it's just a different version of the same thing from last year, slightly different, so we can say new on the. So bag. I haven't, I haven't seen them, but the ones from last year were small. They were smaller. Were they small? Okay, these look like big. Okay, so maybe big, that's... Uh, what's the... What's something comparable to the size? Like those campfire donuts? Or donuts. 
the heck? You got campfire donuts? Campfire marshmallows, the square ones. Yeah. You've seen? They're that Slightly smaller than that. Okay, yes. So that is That's what they look much like. Much larger than the ones that I saw last year. Okay. That might be it. Yeah. Bigger okay. ones. Biggies. Coffee Mate is coming out with a new creamer. Cookies and cocoa. Cocoa with a chocolate chip cookie bent in the flavor. Hmm. Could be a good mixture. Could be. Totino. Okay, so these we talked about. I don't know if you, I don't know if I talked about it with you or if it was with Hillary, but there was a Chex mix that has just come out. That's got a like a, a one of the Chex is like caked with red dust. Really? And it's like a it's like a you know a chili lime or something flavor, but it is like you can't see the holes in the Chex. It okay. is that caked with this dust. And it is bright red, like fire red. Totino's has now teamed up with Takis to make Fuego mini snack bites filled with a mozzarella flavored filling. Also, bright red. Why? Bright red Totino's. What is the deal with red? Why does it need to be red? I don't understand. First of all, every food colored red thing is just ground up bugs. Exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you. So you're just admitting most of this is bugs. (laughs) Cannon has taken a stance. You know, we talked yesterday about those hills that you die on. (laughs) Cannon has taken a stance to not eat anything that has red food coloring, which I, you know, I'm not really letting him know that it's in practically everything that you eat. Oh, it really is, yeah. Um, But after hearing our show and talking about that fact of, of, you know, beetles being used to, to make, to make all red, red dye. dye. There's, yep. there's no other red dye. Yep. It's Every time that. Mila or Topher <laughs> pick up anything that is colored red, clearly there's red dye in it. He's like, oh, that's ground up bugs. <laughs> <laughs> you can have all my red Skittles. <laughs> yep. I am not eating them. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, these look gross. They look really gross. On top of that, it's clear that it's not actually cheese on the inside. Because it says mozzarella, mozzarella flavored filling. Great. Doesn't tell us what the filling is. That sounds disgusting. But I mean, even Velveeta, which is a relatively fake cheese, is still made of cheese. Yeah. It's made of garbage cheese, but it's still made of cheese. This does not say cheese. This is cheese flavored filling. Yeah, it doesn't even say cheese product. Right. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Man. Anyway, hot mozzarella sticks is essentially what this is. I'm not a fan. Mm-mm. Smart Food Popcorns has come out with a popcorn mix with crunch berries. Hey. Popcorn and crunch berries. Different textures, very different textures. I, I don't know if they'll mix. It, you think they'll mix? Oh, yeah. Mm. Crunch berries are one of those things I don't think I can have anymore as an adult with his last round of teeth. Because <laughs> oh. they're so hard to bite through they're so tough even like that that used to be my christmas tradition or not my christmas tradition but my thanksgiving day tradition Mm -hmm. because up until like three years ago they they would release christmas crunch right before thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and i would sit down since i was a kid i would sit down watch the christmas parade and just eat like three giant bowls of christmas Mm -hmm. crunch yeah and then like Three years ago, they started making an another specialty one for baseball, and they did that one, and that lasted through, through. November. Yeah, and then they did Christmas Crunch, and so never been able to get it. 
I remember that year. The first year was rough. It, and then you found a box and shipped, uh, sent, or sent it to me, gave mm-hmm. it to me, and said, hold on to it for next year. Yeah. We found that box <laughs> a month ago up in a cabinet. Oh, man. Completely Matt. forgotten about three years later. <laughs> Great. We were in Tennessee that first nice year for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And had been there just a couple weeks. And you're like posting all over. I was. I'm like, has anybody seen this anywhere? Yeah. (laughs) And so we made it our mission. We're like, okay, well, maybe it's just Clovis because that happens. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe it's just Clovis. So we went to every Walmart, every Target, every grocery store looking for Christmas Crunch. And we're like, sorry, it's nowhere. (laughs) And it was like literally the next week. That's when it started showing up everywhere. Yep. Um, But yeah. We found that box, and it was a nice memory. It was a nice memory remembering how, how you went to bat for me. You really tried to find it. I did. But uh, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, I think- but since then, since, since having stopped doing that, I've had a couple bowls. Or I think last year we just wound up buying normal Captain yeah, Crunch mm-hmm. for me and Eli. And I ate that bowl, and I had one bowl. And I'm like, oh, this is too much. Yeah. This is too much crunching and chewing. Mm-hmm. I have to let mine sit for a while in the milk. <laughs> You're so old now, man. I know. I think, I though, I'm, I may actually be on the lookout for this popcorn crunch berry I have mix. seen it in our stores. Really? Here, in Walmart and Albertsons. So it's here. Hmm. So give it a shot. Okay. Let me know. All right. Let's see here. Jolly Rancher. Jolly Rancher has been catering to people who only love certain flavors for a while now, which I think is a brilliant tactic because there's a lot of people. Who That's really true. love one flavor of candies. Yeah. And they would love just an all that yeah. candy. Yeah. And so Jolly Rancher has been doing this. They've had a bag that has nothing but lemon Jolly Ranchers. I think that was the first one because lemon's not an original flavor. Really? It's not one of the original ah. flavors. It's not in the mix still even today. But they have made them and people do like them. But they typically like them and only them. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the first, that I recall anyway, recently, the first only this bag. Yeah. And then they started coming out with all, the next one was all blue raspberry, which you just. You don't have to say who anything. Who does it? Who does it? Who, what grown adult? All right. <laughs> I love blue raspberry <laughs> and hate the next one. Next was all watermelon, yeah, which makes watermelon. sense because that's a thing. That's yeah. been a thing in other candies too. Sour Patch Kids, they have an all watermelon. Uh, anyway, now they're coming out with all peach, Ugh. which is one of the worst flavors. Second only to blue raspberry. No. <laughs> Listen, peach. No, you is know my, what? Actually, I would take a blue raspberry over a peach. Peach is my all-time number one <laughs> least favorite flavor mm-hmm. of anything, and it smells like cat pee. It's awful. It cat smells. Pee. It's. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. And there was, you know, remember when we were in high school and Bath and Body Works was like the thing. Oh All yeah. All the yeah. girls wore oh, Bath yeah. and Body Works. I yeah. mean, it it may still be like that, but it's still pretty big. Danger still uses their. Uh, Cherry blossom yeah. body spray or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had a peach one. Ooh. It was peach and something, maybe oh, country peach or something like that. And I can remember the first time that I used the lotion and my mom freaked out. She's like, we had a cat at the time. So she, of course, is thinking <laughs> that the cat had peed on my clothes or in the house or something. She's like smelling me, trying to figure all of this out. And it was then that I realized, yes, peach does smell like cat pee. Oh, my God. Whether it's a drink That's or a funny. candy you know what? I have had an aversion to like peach teas and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's because it doesn't smell right. It's cat pee. But I've never made the connection that it smells like urine. 
It is cat pee. <laughs> it is cat pee. <laughs> to the point where my kids now, if there is something, we have two cats, so yeah. if they pick up something, a item of clothing or whatever, a shoe, and there's a crazy wet spot they're like mom can you smell this to see if it smells like cat pee because <laughs> they know i've got a nose for it mom i think i dropped a peach on this can you smell it right let me know it smells like a peach um yeah like runts i would never eat the little peach runt oh no either. just Mm-mm. like no who needs that who needs that in their life now here's the thing though matt i will say i don't know if this is speaking positively or negatively about this but you know the peach rings yes they don't smell like cat pee they don't really taste like peach yeah either so i guess they're not hitting the peach mark but in that case i'm okay with it i actually like them i mean the green apple rings don't really taste like green apple either in my opinion which is fine it's fine with me they're good they're fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) but peach is disgusting yeah agreed uh sonic is back at it again with another S'mores shake, vanilla ice cream, chocolate chunks, graham crapper, crapper, (laughs) graham cracker crumbs, and a fluffy marshmallow dollop on top, which is weird. I am not going to be able to (laughs) say graham cracker correctly ever again. Graham crapper. (laughs) Let's go to sound and get one of them graham crapper shakes. Mm -mm. Sounds good to me. All right. Cheetah. Okay. This one. Speaking of food coloring in red. Okay. Cheetos has come out with three flavors of mac and cheese. Okay. They are spiral mac and cheeses. They come with a bold and cheesy. They have a cheddar jalapeno. And then they have a flame and hot. Here you go with the flame and hot. <laughs> First of all, we tried that flame and hot. What was it? Flame and hot. Um, it was like the double flaming hot or whatever the extra hot. They were Cheeto Cheetos, uh, chili puff things. Yeah, I liked. I went and bought some flaming hot Funyuns like mm-hmm. that day to yeah. have later on, and they were okay. Yeah, they weren't great. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not something I'm going to keep buying. I feel like I could eat this, but then you look at them, and I will show you a picture in a moment. But there's a there's a picture of a bowl of the flaming hot mac and cheese. It looks like. Pre-licked Twizzlers. It is just this nasty, wet, red, plasticky-looking bowl of disgust. How is that appetizing? I do not know. And there are so many people who are so excited for it. Really? Like, the, the comments on this picture were hot and cold completely. It well, was I'm either, sure. I cannot wait, or this looks absolutely horrific. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the comments on anything these days are That's hot true. and cold. That's the internet. What are you going to do? <laughs> all, of, all of us in-betweenies right. are just keeping our comments to ourselves. Let's not say in-betweenies. <laughs> what? It seems It's too close to... <laughs> anyway. Seriously? <laughs> In-betweeners. No, that sounds... <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's worse. That's absolutely worse. Man. <laughs> I get judged for everything I say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you just break something in here? I was breaking things. Okay, guys. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely try the bold and cheesy normal mac and cheese. But I'm kind of excited for the cheddar, cheddar jalapeno. Cheddar jalapeno might be good. I'm just not a fan of jalapeno flavor. Yeah. But 
Never the Flaming Hot. No. Maybe on a dare. But I dare you. No. <laughs> Darn. Something needs to be at stake here. All right, that's it. I'm just going to have to buy a, a I won't thing move and make it if for you our do taste it. test. <laughs> you won't move? Yeah, right. All right, that's going to be our last taste test before you move. <laughs> I'll go microwave us up a bowl. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. All righty, here we go. Uh, Duncan, which is no longer Dunkin' Donuts, just it's for just everybody's Duncan? clear. It's just Dunkin' now. They hey. have removed the donuts. Because they're more than donuts? Because they're more than donuts. Okay. Duncan has now come out with a cereal mocha latte flavored puffs with little marshmallows. And it has actual coffee in it. I mean. It looks like it's like adult Cocoa Puffs, essentially. Caffeinated Cocoa Puffs. Is there enough coffee in it to where I don't have to drink my coffee? I don't know. I don't know how much there is. I'm sure if you ate a whole bowl, it's got to be comparable to one cup of coffee. Yeah, but see, then I'm putting milk in it. That's true. And then you're vomiting. Yeah. (laughs) And last on our list here, Del Taco has debuted a new crispy chicken soft taco and burrito, which has made me wonder, why hasn't this already been a thing? Well, it's like. It's like a chicken strip in a taco. But I've never seen that anywhere else that I can recall. That's true. It. Because if you do a chicken taco, then that's like you're trying to make a taco healthier. You're making a I guess, healthier yeah, choice. I guess that's been like the healthier option. Yeah, so you want grilled chicken. But I feel like it's taken way too long to try a crispy chicken version. I agree. Listen, and I love me great. some Del Taco. You know, I've barely, I've recently come around on Del Taco. I love Del Taco. I was fully against them for a long time. But then we have a friend who uh, are a volunteer at our CR who works there and has been begging us, had been begging us to use them for our mm-hmm. meal one, one week, uh, our CR meal. And so I, I put it off long enough that he just, one, one week I came in, hey, I'm putting in an order for next week for you. So how many people do you think? Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right, fine. And I was very surprised. I was delightfully surprised at mm-hmm. how good it was. And Deidre and I even went back a few more times before COVID hit. Um, oh, I love Del Taco. Yeah, it's not bad. So I'm I'm actually interested in going back and trying that. Oh, yeah. One day when I'm having a keto break. Uh, but speaking of keto break, Uh-oh. I do get to take a keto break for at least one bite. Because it's time for a taste test, y'all. What? All right, for our taste test today... Taste test today, we've got the Lay's Flavor Icons Kettle Cooked New York Style Pizza Flavored Chips from Grimaldi's Cold Brick Oven Pizzeria from Brooklyn, New York. Hmm. So, that's what we got. I'll let you open. Hit or miss, pizza chips are. My gosh. (laughs) It's a week. There we go. I'm always afraid that I'm going to open a bag and it's going to go flying. <laughs> now, I do like the kettle. Oh, it does not smell good? No. Oh, I don't like it. Ooh, no. Mmm. I like. Look at that. Wow. When you're using the camera to look in the bag, it looks really long before the chips actually start. <laughs> <laughs> chips actually start like about right there. But mm. it looks like you're looking a mile down a well. That's Lay's for you. Okay. So for 18 chips, it's 150 calories. That's not. I mean, that's a decent serving. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try one of these. 
Oh, wow. One. Teeny tiny one. Good? Oh, wow. Holy cow. That is so good. That legitimately tastes like pizza. Like That's normally, amazing. Normally, it's just like a mix of tomato flavor and cheese flavor with some Italian seasoning. But like this is a legitimate pizza flavor. That is amazing. Uh, wow. Amazing. I have to risk one more carb here. I need a good bendy. There we go. A good bendy. You got to have a good bendy for the, for the kettle cooked ones. Are <laughs> you claiming those? <laughs> Mo has claimed the bag. They're mine. Man, that's probably a good idea because I would eat them. Holy they are so cow. good. I am so impressed. Wow. I know. That's the best taste test we've had. So oh, far. yeah. Hands down. Hands down. The flavor is not too heavy. Yeah. Just the right amount. Spot on. Actually tastes like pizza. Like the... The first pizza flavor chip I've had was the Pringles, mm -hmm. which is very heavy. I liked it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. But it's very heavy. I can't eat them now. Yeah. My kids love them, but it's it's really, it feel like it's oriented towards younger kids mm -hmm. or teenagers. Uh, pizza flavor blasted goldfish. I like yes. those too, but I, they're also very heavy. Very heavy. Very heavy. And so I can't really eat them now yep. anymore. I'll take a handful of my kids and that's about it. Yeah. I used to down them by the bag. Wow. But... They have been, even Lay's has come out with pizza flavored mm -hmm. chips in the recent years, and they've all been just a big disappointment. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not flavorful at all. Yeah. Or they just taste like generic tomato and some weird Italian spice. Mm -hmm. But knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Flavor and icon, Grimaldi's flavored New York style pizza chips. My gosh. They are. 100. Dang good. Amazing. Um. Also, I got to say, sometimes with, like, the kettle cooked chips, yeah, the texture can be off. Really? Yeah. I've always preferred the kettle cooked. I mean, I, can you just stand up, please? <laughs> the bag is giving you all kinds of flack here. I prefer the kettle cooked over regular. Yeah. But every now and then you'll get one where it's, I guess, too cooked. Oh. A little bit crispy. Like to where it's almost, cr like, too crunchy. Crunchy. Like, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a bad crunchy. Yep, but I just had like six of them, and all of them were good. <laughs> you ate six of them? <laughs> Shut up. Don't judge me. They are so good. They are I'm really so good. impressed. Sorry, I just hit the table. Yeah, it's fine. They are so right. good. Well, you can take the bag home, but I know I I'm can. not happy about it. <laughs> Doing you a favor, Matt. Uh, all right, success. Mm -hmm. Success there, guys. Okay. Uh, keep it right here because we've got more coming. When we come back, two things Christians do that we hate. Stick around. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. We're going to kick off this portion of our show with a poll, our... our we try to do a weekly poll. We're not always great about remembering to do that. But our poll this week, what terrible thing does 2020 have planned for August? Oh, here we go. Here are the four <laughs> options. Revolt of the Alexas. Oh, gosh. Soylent Green. 
<laughs> Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. <laughs> or Spider Snakes. Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. Jar Jar, I'm putting my vote in. Putting it in. 39.1% voted for Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. That's what we're all hoping. That the- like, that's all we can take at this point. We don't want One any ba- of the other options. Well, another bad Star Wars movie. We can deal with that. Yeah. We've survived it already. We can do this. But then the, the second place people were not so optimistic and they jumped right to spider snakes i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh uh revolt of the alexis was at 18.3 soylent green in fourth place at 10.4 but still over 10 percent of people believe yeah we're gonna we're gonna start grinding each other up and eating you know drinking whatever there's already a shake out there called soylent and they named it after the you know the, the idea so of the movie and it's mm, gross you're it's growling you're hungry for human I'm hungry for <laughs> <chips>. <laughs> she did just leave the bag open sitting out on the desk so we can just smell the delicious pizza chips <sighs> that i can't eat anymore of i'm not gonna eat anymore <laughs> either so sh- but you could if you wanted to mo you could if you wanted to i'm sorry um i i am thinking that that 10 percent who who voted for soil and green are the like they stand for it like i think that those people are are legit cannibals uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not cannibals but they like see the positivity oh yeah it's it's like uh it's like we we reduce waste yeah. on the earth we we yeah. don't we don't use up more grave space <laughs> We, I, we we reduce the population because we got population overgrowth all over the earth. See, but I don't think that they want to go kill people. I just think that they well, want to take exactly the people what who Green have is. died <laughs> already. I mean, like you die tomorrow, and they're going to use you as compost. Do you want to eat a cow that was killed a year ago, or do you want to eat no, like <laughs> fresh beef here? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even anymore. I can't continue on with this discussion. And we're done. <laughs> Let's talk about the things that we hate. How about that? All right, this is part two of what will be a four-part series. As Mo and I each share some aspects of Christian culture that are absolutely annoying and sometimes even offensive. Now, while we may do this in a lighthearted tone, this isn't simply a gripe session. This is certainly not just a hate on our fellow Christians, but at its heart, it's a challenge for all of us to do better because, in fact, many of the things we'll go over in this series have been things that we're guilty of ourselves. Mm. So that's the caveat. Uh, I'm going to start today. Uh, Mine is, it's not always the devil. Not, what do you mean, not, not 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 everything that happens was was a hundred percent the devil's fault. Well, then whose was it? Maybe, and hear me out on this. Maybe you're just a sinful person. <laughs> <laughs> but no, okay. But so look, there's there's this there's the game we can play of well, I wouldn't be sinful. If the devil didn't tempt me to do 
bad things and, aye, aye, aye. and we wouldn't be tempted to do bad things if if Eve didn't eat the apple in Eden, but Eve wouldn't have eaten the apple in Eden if she wasn't tempted by the serpent, which was the devil. So uh, obviously I'm not responsible for any bad thing I've ever done. That's the train of thought we get to. The devil made me do it mentality of you know, every, every bad thing that you do, every addiction that you have, that's all. There's a demon inside me, but we use that. I mean, the, the idea behind it, I get. The spiritual aspect of, yes, there, there's a spiritual battle going on around us that we can't see at all times. Mm-hmm. And, yes, the devil has his hands in a lot of the things that keep us here. But at the same time, most of this is still our responsibility because oh, yeah. the Bible tells us we'll be tempted. It doesn't say that we have to give in to that temptation. In fact, it gives us a pretty clear out for temptation. Mm-hmm. So if we fall into that, it's still the choice that we made. Absolutely. There is no, the devil made me do it. You fell for a temptation. Mm-hmm. You fell into it and then you stayed there. Those are choices that you've made. Mm-hmm. And the idea that we can essentially let ourselves off the hook by saying, oh, you know, the devil made me do that. You know, and we don't say, I mean, you don't hear that phrase as often anymore. But the idea is still there. Mm-hmm. The idea is still there of, you know, I, I, I'm not responsible for my own actions. Essentially, yeah. is what it comes not down to. I can't really, yeah, I can't really get around it. Um, it's it's exactly what what happens. It's the mindset that a lot of us tend to slip into every now and then, of of blaming the devil. Like I made a joke on Backrow Baptist a few years ago of I wonder if the devil ever gets sad that that. Uh, he gets blamed for things that you do, <laughs> which he doesn't. He's happy about it, but still, absolutely, <laughs> he'll more than more than more than happy to take the blame for your sinful actions. But you just you can't you can't let yourself off the hook and get in that mindset of everything bad that you've ever done is only because the devil made you. Yeah, get out of that habit. Mm-hmm. Fact, I've got to say. I've told Chris this, but one of the biggest signs of maturity that you see in a kid is when they're caught doing something wrong. And instead of, well, I did that because, or she did this or he did that. When they begin taking accountability and all that they have to do is say, I'm sorry, that was wrong. Yeah. You know, when they don't put blame on someone else for the decision that they made. And we as Christians are very much the same. Mm Mm-hmm. We will begin to see growth and maturity in our Christian walk when we take accountability for our decisions and stop blaming the devil. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, and even to expand on that, stop blaming other people in yeah. general. Stop stop not taking responsibility for your own actions across all the spectrum. Uh there's always gonna be things in this world that drive us to do bad things there that that make us feel like that's the only option sometimes, mm-hmm. all, the, all this. But if we live in this constant mode of passing the buck, whether that be to the devil, a demon, or to somebody in our family or somebody else that was with us or somebody who knew that we would do this, if this in situation occurred and didn't stop us, you know, if we're always in that mode of it's never my fault, mm-hmm. we'll never grow. Yeah. Well, now, if, if, if we're not taking responsibility for any of the sins that we have, how are we going to surrender any of our sins to the Father? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
All right, so that's mine. Okay, Quick into the so point. mine is stop treating church like a pit stop a couple times a week. The songs and sermons are just a portion of church, but fellowship happens after the closing prayer. When uh, when our latest pastor joined the church here, I guess it's, I think it's been three a little years. over three years. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little over three years ago. He said the the most encouraging thing that he noticed right away was different from his last church. And his last church was a very big church mm-hmm. with you know a couple thousand people that attended yeah. every week. He said, the most encouraging thing I saw was that once service let out, half the people just stayed and talked mm-hmm. and laughed mm-hmm. and then went to lunch together. Like the, the fellowship was there. Mm-hmm. That's something that he says you really don't see a lot in a lot of churches these days. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do treat it as like an obligation. Mm -hmm. They treat it as a class they have to take. Yep. And uh, yeah, that that that's missing. And then of course now. Oh yeah. Missing even more. Absolutely. And what's funny is you had that conversation with him and I had a conversation with his wife where she said something very similar. Mm. You know, it was one Sunday morning after church was done and over with and our little group of people who would stay around and chat. She was like, I have never been in a church where people just hang out. Like they're not ready to rush out the door and leave. Yeah. And that just took me so off guard. It's one of the things that I love most about this church, you know, and I, I genuinely miss it because it's not like that in bigger churches as much. I don't know what it is. I, I don't, yeah, I feel like it would be. I feel like it might not be a universal thing, but I feel like you would have large pockets of people yeah. stick around, but that doesn't happen. I mean, you definitely have some. Yeah, but okay. It was, and maybe it's because... This church is smaller, and so the group that stayed behind seemed larger. I yeah. don't know. Like, is you, it a percentage thing, you think? Possibly. Maybe? Possibly. But I can just remember that feeling after whatever service it was, knowing that our kids were running through the halls, yeah, being crazy, but in their own way creating fellowship as well yeah. with each other. While That's we're, a of passage. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, while we were all sitting here in the sanctuary and not necessarily talking about the sermon, but talking about our lives, talking about what was happening, what was going on, what the week was going to bring. And that's when community is built, because Mm -hmm. we knew how to pray for each other in the upcoming week. We knew what was necessary. It wasn't just an individual. I walk in, I get my worship on, I get my sermon and I walk out. It built that relationship between the church family, between the body. Yeah. Which is so crucial. Absolutely. And I've been watching The Chosen. Mm -hmm. And in the first, I don't know if it's just the first episode or it might be the second episode, but it's talked about a lot in the early episodes. Uh, Shabbat, which, you Mm -hmm. know, it's Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, But the way they show that is how important it is, and they even talk about it, how important it was to do once a week, is they would have like a dinner. Mm -hmm. And they would invite all their family, but they would also invite friends and people that Mm -hmm. hadn't been around. It would be this big fellowship event, Mm -hmm. uh, Shabbat dinner. And, you know, that that just kind of reminded me, I guess, in this time that we're living in now where this kind of fellowship is rare, reminded me, yeah, this really was always the case. Mm -hmm. This really was always the, the draw. 
it's it's not so much about coming and and you know being preached at mm-hmm. it's about the community aspect of it mm-hmm. and sure you'll you grow from the sermons and you and you worship together and uh, and all that but the the key aspect of it is the community mm-hmm. it's the fellowship it's the bond that this this uh this faith brings to us as brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. and we lose that mm-hmm and that's been the hardest thing to lose during these last six months. Because at first, you know, us introverts were like, yes, this is great. Right. But even us introverts, after a few weeks, were like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I want church the way it was. Yeah. Bring it back. I'll, I will shake all your hands. <laughs> I won't go to the bathroom during handshaking time I will time hug anymore. you all, I promise. <laughs> that's what, you know, remember those prayers as a kid where it's like, God... If you will just please let this happen, I will serve you for the rest of my life. (laughs) I feel like many, many, many people were making those prayers. God, just please bring back church and I'll serve you however you want. And I think that's why, I think that's why the places that are in the recent weeks have been having to reclose or whatever Mm -hmm. that so many churches have been pushing back. Sure. Some of it has been for quote unquote their rights or whatever, but I think a lot of them are just so desperate to hang on to it again. Like they had a taste of it. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, I don't want to close again. I'm not closing again. No, you you can't can't make make me. me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's, it's, it also provides the, the fellowship at church provides something that you don't really get as adults much anymore. Oh yeah, because even you know it used, you also used to have that camaraderie at like workplaces, but unless it's a really small place, uh, you know where you work and there's only a few of you, mm-hmm. you don't really get that much anymore either. Yeah, you know camaraderie or, or you know building friendships there. You build acquaintances, but they're your work friends. Mm-hmm. You don't really hang out with them. Mm-hmm. anywhere else this really brings that like the 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 first time i had a, a legitimate group of friends outside of my own family and outside of like school was hanging out with you guys mm-hmm. like we had this giant group of friends mm-hmm. that would legitimately meet at least once a month if yeah. not more than that yeah like, I mean, we were meeting so often I was getting tired of it <laughs> as an introvert. <laughs> but it was really, it was really cool to have like grown up friends. Yeah. And that's, that's something that's, especially when you're like married, married with families. Mm-hmm. If you're a single person, then yes, you're essentially on a extended college trip for your entire life until you get married. Yeah. And so sure, you can go out and have your drinking buddies or whatever throughout the week. But as married adults who have much more responsibility now with children and all this kind of thing, friends is almost an afterthought. Yeah. And church fellowship actually provides that opportunity to develop these friendships and mm-hmm. develop relationships outside of your tiny circle. Mm-hmm. And... If you're willing to allow those friendships to grow, they really can become something awesome that people get jealous of <laughs> when they see it. Yeah. We had a group of people in our church who saw us all having fun. And they're like, hey, why aren't we having fun? Like, well, you're invited. Well, we're not going to come. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, okay, well then, can we still without you complaining, please? <laughs> right? Because we're having fun. <laughs> or, or find your group and have fun. Right. It's okay for us all to not be in the same group. But it is so important for you to find have your group. group. Yes. Yeah. It is so crucial yeah. in your That's in really your That's mom. really the only way I could interpret anybody who complained about it was, I want a group like that, and I'm upset that you get to have one. I'm not I'm willing like, well, to put, put in the, the work. effort in. Yeah. yeah, put the effort in and start one or join ours. You're welcome again to come. No, y'all are all too young. Oh, well, fine. Whatever. Find an old people group. Make yeah. an old people group. Yeah. <laughs> Be a leader. You know, I do have to say, though, you were talking about single people. And I, th- I think that single people within the church and single people within the world. I mean, duh, we know this are two totally different. True. Um, single people within the world. They are kind of on an extended college tour. Yeah, yeah. But I think of... I've like, never... I don't, I don't think I've technically been a single person since third grade. Yeah, so, so you I don't know. I have no way to really <laughs> judge. I, so I'm really thinking about our friend Joey mm. before he got married. And, you know, he went through a period of time where he was single and it was hard. And he's within Even our... Even when he wasn't single, it was hard. Yeah. Well, he's within our age group. You know, (laughs) and to to see our group hanging out, but it was kind of easy to kind of leave him out because he's not married. He wasn't attached to someone at the time. I found myself even saying, and I had this conversation with him because it turned into a every Sunday night he would come over and he would watch The Walking Dead with Chris and I. It was just the three of us. We put the kids, yeah, 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 we put the kids to bed. We got pizza and we all sat and watched The Walking Dead. And I asked him why are you hanging out with us? You know, it seemed almost strange to me that he wanted to come watch The Walking Dead with this married couple. Don't yeah. don't you have single friends that you could go watch this with? But for Christian singles, it is so hard to have other Christian single friends and it not be viewed as a dating opportunity or um, people choosing a good group of Christian singles who are on the same path that you are, who have the same convictions that you have, who aren't going to make certain lifestyle choices, you know? And so for, for many Christian singles, it's almost better. It's better for their walk. It holds them accountable to line themselves up with Christian married people. You know, it it keeps them in line, keeps them in check, if you will. (laughs) So I do think that that, and I'm totally guilty of it. I would have not invited Joey to multiple things because do, does he feel awkward because he's a, he's the only single person. Right, you almost he's make like the decision for him. The 11th wheel. To does avoid he, him you having know? to make a de, right? a, an awkward decision. Right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure our listener Danielle would say the same thing. You know, it's difficult for people in that area within a certain age range who all of their friends are married or starting families and their life just hasn't gotten there yet. You know? Yeah. What do I do? Well, you know what my mom always said? Oh, gosh. It's the third wheel that makes it a tricycle. <laughs> it's from The Office. I forgot <laughs> you don't watch The Office. <laughs> I hate The Office. Anyway, so well, all that being said, <laughs> fellowship is important. Yeah. <laughs> Find your people. Align with them and don't leave a certain group out because you think that they don't fit in. And help Frodo get the ring to Mordor. (laughs) My precious.
Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep it here, because we'll be back in just a bit as we share something that we love. We'll also share the verse <laughs> of the day. <laughs> Sorry. We'll also share the verse of the day and send you on your way. Uh, stick around. <laughs> Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But first, I want to share with you something I love. I brought it up in the last portion of the show. The Chosen. So let me talk to you guys about this. The Chosen, if you haven't heard about it, I'm sure you have at least at some point in Christian circles, especially being on the internet so much during COVID. But The Chosen is a, so far, one season retelling of the story of Jesus, story of the Gospels. Not just Jesus, but it focuses on you know Peter and Matthew and a bunch of other characters, Mary Magdalene. Um, you know, I avoided it. I avoided it for a long time, and I wrote this actually in a Facebook post the other day. I avoided it for a long time because I just assumed, okay, another Christian show, movie, whatever. Now another telling of Jesus' story. Okay, we've done that a million times, and they're all really awkward and... None of them really feel like Jesus, and it's just weird. Passion of the Christ was all right, but it was a lot, and it was in Aramaic. And I mean, it wasn't an enjoyable experience to watch at all. It was good. It was powerful. But it was a one-and-done situation. I don't plan on going and seeing it again. We watch it every year. <laughs> every Easter. We do. <laughs> but so, I, you know, I avoided it for a long, long time. Then I found, uh, and mainly the main, I guess the main reason that really kept me from doing it is because it's not anywhere. It's on VidAngel, which is its own subscription thing that can work with your other subscriptions and kind of like filter out some bad stuff if you want them to. It like kind of makes things family friendly, which is a really cool deal. But they do have some, albeit very little, original programming. It's essentially dry bar comedy, which is clean comedy, which they do have a lot of, and The Chosen. I don't know of anything else that they're making. So it's a lot to subscribe to just to watch one eight-episode series mm-hmm. uh, season. So I never did it. And you could buy the DVD, but I didn't want to invest that either. And so I just never watched it until I found out they have an app now, like on your phone. You can download the app, and you can watch every episode on your phone. And I think you can even like share it to your smart TV and watch it that way. And I'll explain more about that here in a second. But it was free to watch. And so I watched the first episode. I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. Watched the first episode. Started off kind of slow. Jesus nowhere to be seen. Pretty much the whole episode. And you get to the end of that first episode. And you see Jesus for the first time. Barely mentions who he is. Barely has any interaction. He's on screen maybe a total of three minutes. And then the episode ends. And... I the episode ended and I was like, I have, well, I to, I have to watch every episode of the show. It was so well done, so compelling. The quality of every episode, normal, like normal Hollywood quality, really good, high end quality. Nothing looks like it's on a green screen or anything. The acting is fantastic. The characters, the actors that they picked are perfect the humor is there which is rare for a it's, christian oh it's so great jesus is funny 
which of course he is. The Bible's clear about that. You think the plank in the eye thing was supposed to be some serious deal? I mean, that is clearly a joke he was telling. You're going to pick a speck out of your friend's eye and you got a log sticking out of your face? It's clearly a joke. He's a funny dude. And they represent it so well. They tell the story so well. The dynamic between Peter and Matthew, the tax collector, in there is fantastic. They tell the story of Nicodemus, who was a, you know, a, a Pharisee, and his battle between should he follow Jesus or not. It's a, it's, oh, it's so dang good. It's so dang good. Biblically accurate? So far, yes. I mean, they make it clear in the first episode that, uh, like with some black text, some things have been condensed a bit, and some of this stuff obviously has to be filled in for story-wise because they right. don't tell every beat of every story. But nothing, nothing that would be unbelievable, you know, nothing that wouldn't make sense. It's just it's so absolutely fantastic so far. And it is the best depiction of Jesus I've ever seen. Hmm. Honestly, truly the best depiction. So it's a captivating, compelling, truly doesn't feel like Christian media show. And everybody needs to watch it. And so let's bring us back to the app. They're doing something really cool in that the app, all the episodes are free, but they weren't like just given away. People bought that watch for you. Like whenever you start an episode, it says this episode was purchased for you to view by this person That's in the U.S. Cool. And that is how they fund their episodes. That's cool. They, so right now they're raising their money for the next season, which is going to be another eight episodes. And they're like midway through the sixth episode of earning. And you earn or you, you pay for this by buying watches for other people. That's so and the more you get, you know, there, there's more incentives and whatever. But that's essentially the main thing is you're you're purchasing. I think the bottom rung is 10 watches. So 10 episodes for 10 different people or 10 people to watch. So 10 watches for people. And I mean, that is just it's a phenomenal ministry. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenal way to make money to keep making these episodes. Mm-hmm. And. Once you're done watching it, you're like, okay, well, I have to at least pay that bottom rung so yeah. so 10 other people can watch an episode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'll be doing. But uh, it was – it was, it's just a dang smart initiative Yeah. Uh, for a really, really good cause. So please download that app on your phone, The Chosen, watch the whole thing, and then buy a watch for other people. Uh, you're not going to regret it, I promise you. So dang good. I cannot wait to see where they go. The first season only takes you up to essentially Jesus officially starting his ministry out in the open. So you go through like the stuff that he did in secret, a mm-hmm. couple healings, right. a couple small gatherings he spoke to, the wedding in Canaan. You go through that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, him building up his disciples, but I don't think he even gets all of them by the time he starts uh, yet. But I mean, it's just... That's cool. oh, I'll talk about it for an hour if you let me, so I'm not going to talk anymore. Really so good let's stuff. let's close out our show with the Bible <laughs> verse for the day. <laughs> Bible verse for the day is Romans 14, 8. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. We may go up, we may go down, but either way, we're going on. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. There is a Backroom Morning Show every weekday at 10 a.m. and again at 
Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. 8 a.m. and again at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Bo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bo and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. If you miss a morning show, you can subscribe to the podcast version of the Morning Side Hug on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast apps. And catch up with our new Monday through Wednesday shows. We've got some big changes in the works coming in just a few weeks, so get ready and get excited. More details to come. We're on a bit of a lighter schedule for a little while over the summer, and so we're only doing new episodes on Mondays and Tuesdays right now. We have a new best of every Wednesday, and then we'll probably throw an old best of up on Thursdays. Uh, But that is all for today's show. New best of tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday, and we hope you will too. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that Jesus loves you. The pumpkin spice is coming. And if you see us around, we'd love to sign in. Bye.